Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. This is White Coat Blackheart. On this holiday weekend, we have a rebroadcast from September 2020. On that show, I went to Renfrew County, a gorgeous part of rural Ontario, to meet up with a new kind of paramedic who does house calls and acts as the eyes and ears of family doctors. Renfrew is a remote community that has far too few family doctors and a whole lot of territory to cover. The pandemic added a new and urgent challenge. Provide a service that takes care of patients so that they don't need to go to the ER. They tackled that challenge with an innovative program and some temporary funding from the Ontario government. The program was so successful that late last month, the province announced funding of $3.2 million to make the program permanent. And we got to ride along. I'll be back at the end of the show with a further update. We're on a dirt road uh, and we're on the edge of Algonquin Park. How, how remote is, is this part of, of Canada, this part of northern Ontario? We're pretty remote. Um, we're rural and we have pockets of, of towns, you know, spread throughout Renfrew County. But mo- everybody that I see is living in the country in some shape. You know, some way or form, whether it be an old farm or an old fishing lodge, that's where we're heading to now. Um, It's very remote, and it makes it really hard for folks to get access to care. That's community paramedic Matt Cruchet. Community paramedicine is a fairly new model of healthcare that teams up paramedics with family doctors in public health in underserviced areas like Renfrew. Okay, so we're going to go see Mary Lou, who is an elderly lady who lives uh, in uh, an old hunt camp, which is pretty neat. You'll see in a sec here that this was uh, this goes back 50, 60 or more years. Matt still does regular shifts as an emergency first responder, but community paramedicine is a big part of his job description which means house calls on patients like Mary Lou. Mary Lou, her husband died. She lives by herself. Um, And, you know, she's got some health issues that need close monitoring. So I, today, I need to do some blood work for her just to see where she's at so that we can report back to her oncologist. So aside from talking to her, um... I'll be a fly on the wall. Okay. And you'll just Sounds do your good. assessment. Yeah, I'll just, I'll do, well, I'll just Matt's been a community paramedic for five years, so that part is not new. But community paramedicine is central to a much bigger program launched here during the pandemic. It's called VTAC, which stands for Virtual Triage Assessment Center. VTAC promises residents of Renfrew County and South Algonquin who don't have or can't reach their family doctor 24-7 access to health care that includes testing for COVID-19. The program was started out of necessity as the coronavirus hit hard. 
But as you'll hear, it's been so successful, the people who started it see it as a kind of silver lining to the pandemic. None more so than one of VTAC's principal architects and um, right, biggest boosters. Go. So uh, I want you to say, hi, my name is, and tell me what you do and how long you've been doing it. Hi, my name is Michael Nolan. I'm the chief for the County of Renfrew Paramedic Service. And I've been a chief for 15 years and a paramedic for 30. Before we got into how uh, VTAC works, Nolan told me why a virtual assessment centre is needed in this part of Ontario and why community paramedics like Matt are uniquely positioned to play a pivotal role in a place like Renfrew. Just a note, if at times our voices sound a bit muffled, it's because we're wearing masks and staying two metres apart to stay safe. So the base population of Renfrew County is about 100,000 people. Uh, We are somewhere in the neighbourhood of 20,000 or 20% of the population not having a primary care doctor. It's coupled with the fact that in many other parts of Canada, people rely upon having an urgent care clinic, having a walk-in clinic, uh, having the ability to go somewhere other than the emergency department to take care of the day-to-day health issues that they uh, should be on top of. It's, It's difficult that if you can't just get on a bus, because there are no buses, in Renfrew County. There is no public transportation. And if you don't have a car and you happen to live outside of town, your options are very limited to be able to either get ahead of a medical problem or to be able to react to something that's happening in your life. So somebody better be able to do house calls. Somebody better be able to do house calls. And the people that we're serving um, should also know when to ask for help. They ask for help, but not by calling 911. That's what people in most parts of Canada would do if there are no walk-in clinics and they don't have a GP. Instead, people in Renfrew call a toll-free number. Good morning. Thank you for calling the Renfrew County Virtual Triage and Assessment Centre. My name is Sandra. I'm of your first name, please. Sandra and other trained medical receptionists register patients who call. Some want COVID testing, which Sandra helps arrange. Others need help with issues not related to the coronavirus. Right. Well, I can arrange a phone call with one of our physicians. They can assess you and find out more. The receptionist books an appointment with a doctor or nurse practitioner. Since the pandemic, many of these visits are virtual, which is how VTAC got its name. If the patient is ill enough to need a house call, the doctor sends in a community paramedic like Matt Cruchet. Hello. Hello, I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. Pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you, too. What's your name? Mary Lou. Mary Lou, pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you. I'm standing physically distant. Yes, I understand. I'm going to sit. Please do. So, how have you been? Pretty good. During this house call, Matt chats with Mary Lou while checking her vital signs. If need be, he can do blood tests, an ECG, and even an ultrasound. I've been watching TV and it just makes me so sad. The people are not taking this serious. Yeah. They're, they're, you know. If they sound friendly, it's because he's visited Mary Lou at least a dozen times in the past two years. She seems thrilled to have a visitor. Yeah, so I'm going to do your blood pressure and get your set of vitals. Yeah. And we'll do your blood work. I haven't had that done for no, a bit. So. Exactly. Let's see. All right, your blood pressure. We're going to do a couple of them. Okay. So, you've been okay. No falls, no near close. Close calls, Lord anything God, like no. that? No, 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 no. Excellent. Anybody visiting these days? Um, sure, at the window. At the window? At the window. Yeah, you're pretty I, strict, aren't you? Yes, I am. So tell me about the kinds of stuff they do for you. For me? Oh, my God. Well, heart monitoring and taking blood. and. How surprised were you by some of the things that they're able to do? Fantastic. Matt actually suggested to me 
that they were able to come and take my blood here instead of going to Rainbow Valley through the winter, which was hard for me because of ice to get out of the house and, you know, travel. Yeah. You have a family doc? No. My oncologist is in um, Ottawa. I haven't seen her now since last October, but she's been doing phone calls for me instead of me having to drive all the way to Ottawa. What kind of cancer do you have? Uh, multiple myeloma. You're doing okay with that? So far. So who, so you said you don't have a GP, you don't have a no, family I doc? Do not. Who looks no. after that? I guess if I need help is here or I have to go to Emerge, which I did when I had this reaction last year. And um, just whoever is on call there. There's been a few doctors. So how much do you think uh, seeing people like Matt, paramedics like Matt, here in your home is helping keeping you out of the emergency oh. department? You have no idea how much I appreciate it. I really, really true. I'm not just trying to make Matt feel good, but it's true. It is so true. And, and especially now with this virus, I don't want to go where there's other people. And especially in the hospital. You know, so, no, this is special to me. I imagine that, that if you got COVID, you could get really sick. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm being, trying to be careful. Trying to be careful about not getting or spreading COVID-19 is how and why VTAC got the green light. Here's Renfrew Paramedic Chief Mike Nolan. Would this have happened without COVID? It certainly wouldn't have happened as quickly, uh, as completely, or as effortlessly and, and I don't say that in a way to minimize the amount of effort that it's taken to be able to provide 24-7 access to everybody in Redford County. But uh, we were able to focus our efforts in a meaningful way on providing a local solution to a global pandemic. Uh, we run uh, 16 monthly clinics in Redford County for people who don't have access to primary care physician uh, or just want to have a check-in with a community paramedic. So those clinics were our opportunity to... Um, reach out to a known population with needs that were being unmet and provide them not only a social experience, but also provide them the reassurance to take care of themselves. When COVID hit, we lost that. Everyone was told to stay at home. Uh, that immediately uh, required us to pivot and start doing uh, immediate um, phone check-ins for those folks, uh, but also to make sure that issues of social isolation, issues uh, of access to prescription renewals, access to good advice, knowing that everybody seemed to have an opinion in the early days as to what, what was and was not safe or, or even real. So tell me how VTAC works. So VTAC uh, works on the front end by having a 1-800 number, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, answered by a medical receptionist. And that medical receptionist does some um, basic triage to understand the reason for your call and to make sure that your need is most appropriately served by a primary care physician or by a community paramedic. An obvious example would be somebody who calls and can't breathe, um, can't finish a sentence without having to take a, a big deep breath. The medical receptionist is listening and watching for those cues and is asking some basic questions while they're registering you. So we do an online registration and an online scheduling uh, to make sure that a uh, primary care physician 
calls you back uh, in some cases within minutes, uh, occasionally within hours, but always same day. And if they're not able to resolve um, the issues over the phone because, for example, they can't see you, we've made available a virtual uh, video option so that if it's a rash you're concerned about that would otherwise maybe take you to the emergency department, we can turn on a video with your phone or your computer and have a look at that. If we need to listen to your lungs, if we need to take a sample of your blood, if we need to have someone do a more complete in-person clinical assessment, a community paramedic's notified. And the community paramedic will, as well, come out the same day to your own home, uh, put a stethoscope on your chest, perhaps an ultrasound on your belly, uh, draw the blood that's necessary and get it off to the lab so that that physician can follow up with you and set a treatment plan uh, while you get to stay in your own home. To accomplish all of that during a pandemic of all times meant paramedics, family doctors, hospitals and public health had to get on the same page and fast. Morning, everyone. In case you hadn't realised, the person over my shoulder there is uh, Dr. Brian Goldman. He's uh, doing a piece for the new White Coat Black Heart uh, season, and um, he's joining us today. So Dr. Jonathan Fitzsimon is Chief of Medicine at Arn Prior Regional Health and the physician lead for VTAC. That's him quarterbacking the daily VTAC briefing. They got it up and running in just 12 days. Their goal was to treat as many patients as possible where they live and avoid unnecessary trips to the ER during COVID-19. A huge challenge in a place as sparsely populated as Renfrew, where many don't have a family doctor. Yeah, so we realized that a single um, assessment center or testing center for our geography, our county, just wasn't going to work just because of the logistics. And so we wanted to protect our emergency departments, protect our 911 paramedics, but still give every resident of the county the, uh, the opportunity to access assessment and testing for, for concerns around COVID-19. So we decided to do it virtually. We started with a, uh, a telephone number, a single free phone number that any resident of the county can call. And the way we did that initially was by cooperating with community paramedics. Uh, I, I did a ride along with uh, a paramedic named Matt Cruchet. We visited a couple of places. In effect, the, par the community paramedic becomes the eyes and ears of the family doctor like you? Exactly. And, you know, let's be honest, paramedics, are, you know, as we already said, are doing this sort of thing every day. So in many scenarios, the paramedic can um, make assessments themselves and take decisions. The difference with VTAC is that there's now a process where they can immediately get back in touch with the physician. There's, a, there's an incredible synergy between community paramedics and family physicians. And I think we already knew that. We just hadn't really had the opportunity to fully exploit it. Um, the silver lining to the cloud of, um, of the COVID-19 pandemic, if you will, has been that we've been able to exploit that and we've been able to develop that. And it really has given us the opportunity to, to prove what we already knew and to make the most of it. You know, I mentioned that people had genuine fears and concerns about going to emergency departments when they were ill or going to their family physician's office. And what I feel that the VTAC service has done is alleviate that risk. We have shown that through a service like this, people do not have to suffer at home in silence.
We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Hillary McBride. Normally, therapy sessions are totally confidential, but in other people's problems, I open the doors to let you hear sessions with my long-standing clients. This is what people sound like when they talk with someone they trust about healing addiction, parenting stress, racist ideologies in the family, and other topics that feel so timely as we come through this difficult time. Other People's Problems, available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. This is White Coat Black Art. This week, I'm in Renfrew County in rural Ontario to check out a healthcare program created during the pandemic. It provides virtual care and even house calls for patients who don't have or can't reach their GP. Good. So when was the last time you checked in with your oncologist? She called me. Um, oh, my goodness. Must have been. It's in June. June the 8th or 9th. Matt Cruchet, the community paramedic, cares for Mary Lou's physical health while being the eyes and ears of doctors like her oncologist. She said everything was um, even, is the way she kind of put it. But there's also a silver lining for Mary Lou. Matt's visited her at least a dozen times when, like many older, isolated people, she's had few visitors. You just like to hold my hand. That's right, I do. <laughs> That's the best part of my job. <laughs> oh, I think the world of these people, I'm telling you. He's also looking out for her mental health. Did I tell you I went fishing in Pine Lake? No. I did, yeah. And? Uh, we got some nice pike. It was fun. It was fun. Oh, I took my... I, I took my son up and we, we uh, lower had pine. to go. Lower pine, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, That's you gave me a pretty choice. good tip there. <laughs> my choice of I had Paramedics on the ground are vital. But there's a whole raft of healthcare people working in cooperation to fill those gaps created by geography, the shortage of family docs, and COVID-19. Something Dr. John Fitzsimon made clear when we talked. Well, if you can think of a, a situation where every component of community healthcare is represented around one table, then you have described VTAC. So we have leaders from mental health services. We have the director of children's mental health that's on the VTAC leadership group. We have representatives from hospitals, hospital physician, emergency department physician and and chief of eMERGE, hospital nursing representatives. And we've also had home care, community care, long-term care, community pharmacy. I hope I haven't missed anyone off the list there, but you get the idea. I know you've been poring over figures since VTAC began. What have the results been so far? So this weekend, um, as we approach the end of August, we'll mark five months of VTAC, and we're about to pass the 10,000 appointments mark. So that's 10,000 appointments with a family physician. We've already just passed the 10,000 mark of swabs completed by paramedics at drive-through sites, and we've also had over 3,500 um, paramedic home visits. These numbers are huge. You know, 10,000 appointments with a family physician, that's 10,000 times that somebody didn't have an option for addressing their healthcare concern, but because of VTAC, they did have that option. How much did this program cost? I want to know if there's a cost or savings benefit in the long run. Uh, Have you made that calculation? 
You know, the politician's answer is always it's complicated, but I want to give you a simple answer. The cost of this VTAC system works out at less than $5 per person per resident of Renfrew County. I'll just say that again. That's less than five bucks per person per month. To give that safety net and that ability to, to speak to a family physician, when, like I say, bear in mind, there is no alternative in Renfrew County. Tens of thousands of people don't have a family doctor. There is no walk-in center. There is no urgent care clinic. And for five bucks per person per month, we can provide that safety net. And there is so many studies that show the costs of not having a family doctor on our overall healthcare system, even if you're just looking at the money, you're just bean counting, it runs into hundreds and hundreds of dollars per year. And that, of course, does not reflect the personal um, impact it has on people's lives when they have chronic disease, poorly managed chronic disease, the complications of chronic disease, all of which can be um, reduced um, by giving people good access to a family physician. And, you know, sometimes the argument is, well, you're talking about long-term savings. What I'm saying is actually, no, we've got both. We can make savings every day by avoiding emergency room attendance and hospital admissions, and we can avoid simple issues getting worse. I'm realistic. The funding that we have to, to run this service comes from our provincial government because we are a COVID-19 assessment centre. So there is a risk that at some point that definition and that funding tap could be turned off. I desperately hope it won't be. I know the, uh, the residents of Renfrew County um, you know, deserve to have this, um, this system remain in place. But I actually think that this could be a way forward for many uh, remote, rural and indigenous communities that um, have difficulty accessing primary care. Mike Nolan, the director of emergency services in Renfrew and champion of community paramedicine, says the public likes the idea of making VTAC permanent. We've had uh, many patients say for the first time in their lives they've had a family doctor. They feel like somebody cares about them. They feel like the community has their back. The hospitals uh, have been uh, exceptionally appreciative because we've taken uh, a slice of the population that in regular times would truly be better served in primary care than in the emergency room. We've seen up to 40 to 60% reductions in emergency department presentations. So why aren't we doing this everywhere? I think that's, that's the golden question. Uh, I think that the reason we haven't done this is that as healthcare providers, I think that we've uh, coveted the familiar. We've really clung to what we thought was either the best or the most comfortable uh, or what we thought was the right thing to do. We've seen... Uh, through our experience in the VTAC and by really integrating the community paramedics with primary care, that we can do better. And I often hear people talk about, you know, when are we going to get back to normal? And normal as it pertains to healthcare, uh, to me, is a step backwards. I think we need to take these lessons that we've learned and in some ways these gifts that we've been given by putting down our assumptions and protecting the status quo and finding these opportunities to say, who wouldn't want to be able to t call their family doctor or a family doctor and get answers the same day? Who wouldn't want to have a community paramedic come, do a full clinical assessment, treat you in your own home, and allow you to stay there if you can? 
Okay, we can try here. Sure. We'll probably get the vein. It's just whether or not there's enough blood yeah. to give us, right? You tell me what to do. You're good like that. Back at the fishing lodge on the edge of Algonquin Park, Matt is helping Mary Lou stay in her own home. Doctors may be hard to come by, but paramedics like Matt are helping patients like Mary Lou keep from falling through the cracks. All right, we won. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You push on that. Yep. Good stuff. We won. <laughs> Community paramedics are playing an expanded role in healthcare in other parts of Ontario as well as Nova Scotia, Alberta, and elsewhere. But here in Renfrew, as Chief Paramedic Mike Nolan says, they've managed to take that model and find a local solution when the global pandemic hit. Um, all right, is there anything else I can help you with while I'm here? I don't think so, Matt. No? I don't. Okay, so we'll send this blood work in and hopefully okay. everything will be hopefully. on the level yeah, of moving forward. Since the VTAC program began early in the pandemic, community paramedics like Matt Cruchet and doctors like John Fitzsimon have completed more than 80,000 assessments. That's great news for the 30,000 people who live in Renfrew County who have no family doctor or nurse practitioner. Mary Lou Turner, the patient Matt Cruchet and I visited back in 2020, is 79 and doing well. She continues to receive care from Renfrew paramedics. Next week on White Coat Black Art, you've heard of cancer survivors. Well, we have a show on cancer previvors. The growing number of people who have genes that mean they live with a near certainty they'll get breast, ovarian, and other kinds of cancer. And Jessica Meyer got genetic testing after her sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. Here's what it felt like when she got the results. I have a picture of that day and I just feel all the emotions every time I see it. It was a lot like... In some ways, I feel like I had processed that possibility when I heard my sister say it was genetic. So some of the stuff had been processed because now it had been like a year of me thinking like I might have it, I might have it. So getting it almost confirmed what I feel like I subconsciously kind of knew that I would have it. As much as I mentally was telling myself we're very different physically, so we're not going to have it. <laughs> um I feel like I sort of knew and it just confirmed. Um, but then I didn't sleep for three days, um, nights. Like I just had to Google and go into groups and learn all the terminology. I had to learn all of that. I had done a bit of research, but at the same time, I'd kind of tried not to go there yet without knowing my own results. So I didn't, I didn't rest until I had done all my research and I knew instantly I would want a mastectomy and so I'm doing all my research about the different how mastectomy works about the different type of reconstruction about like everything like I just learned the terminology and I knew I would need need to know what I was talking about to have doctors agree to do a mastectomy because it's drastic and they want you to know that you really know (laughs) you're really sure uh, you're informed that's next time on white coat black art to comment, email us at whitecoat at cbc.ca. Our show this week was produced by Donna Dingwall with help from Jeff Goods, Sujata Berry, Amina Zopper, Stephanie Dubois, digital producer Ruby Buiza, and digital writer Jonathan Orr. Technical operations were by Mac Cameron. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. That's medicine from my side of the gurney. I'm Brian Goldman. See you next week. 
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.